Welcome back to The Blackout. We are coming to you from bellyupsports.com. He is Alan Denton. I am Thomas Black, and we are here for a Pick'em Pod in 2020. Alan, we've been waiting on it forever. Here it is. We've got FBS football. We've got Power 5 football this coming weekend. How in the world are you? Oh, my goodness. It's so good to be back. I I feel like we need to have uh, guess who's back. Back again, football's <laughs> back, and a little friend, and, uh, oh, so, uh, but uh, probably old Slim Shady wouldn't appreciate that mo- so much, <laughs> we don't have enough money to pay him royalties. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude, it has been a weird, weird off season. I told Kristen, my wife, I've been sitting around watching some football, obviously we got back to it this past weekend, week one in the college football game. You know, we had some decent showings on the field. We had Memphis. Uh, That was a pretty good game against Arkansas State. Uh, But there was a lot of kind of ho-hum action. But finally, we have Power 5 conferences kicking off this week. And I'll tell you, man, I just don't even feel like, you know, the season's even hit me yet. I I don't even feel like it's football season, but it's awesome that it's here. Oh, I know. It, it still feels like the 1st of August in like normal season football time, right? Like it feels like everybody's still going through camp and uh, it's just all of this kind of stuff. But man, it's here and we've got some, we finally have some Power 5 games, some some big boy football and uh, I'm just excited to, to get rolling with this. In just a little bit, we will get you all of our information and tips on the Pick'em Contest. But for a moment, let's talk a little bit of college football Alan, some of the biggest news that has happened in the past week since our last episode is that Jamie Newman, quarterback, presumed QB1 at Georgia, has opted out. What is your reaction to the situation and seeing Mr. Newman depart from the Georgia Bulldogs? I don't even know what to to kind of say for Georgia other than the fact that for them, I mean, this really – muddies the east in my opinion yeah this is georgia very vulnerable um because if but we mentioned this last week if jt daniels is not cleared to 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 play i mean they're in trouble yeah right? their defense is going to keep them in every game but it reminds me everybody on this podcast knows i'm a huge tennessee fan reminds me of like 2005 tennessee had like the number three defense in all of the country but they couldn't score points on anybody. Yeah. And so they went five and seven. Obviously, this Georgia team <laughs> is way too talented to go five and seven or whatever the equivalent would be this year. Um, uh, but uh, I think it at least gives Florida a, a more open door, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it does. You know, a little bit of a puncher's chance. And, uh, you know, if they get the knockout blow when they play when they play Georgia, then so be it. It gives them a little bit better opportunity. So I'm with you. I think that, you know, I, I haven't been super high on the Gators. I didn't think their chances were great coming into the, to the 2020 season. I know a lot of people have been talking about them to win the SEC East, maybe even make it to the college football playoff. I just haven't been seeing it myself. Uh, but I'm with you. I think it's a, it's a slightly better chance – that that the Florida Gators have a shot in the in the SEC East. I, I still just don't think it's probably that high. No, and I don't either. But 
So, so Georgia starts out at Arkansas, which is, you know, powder puff game. Like they could two hand touch that one and, and win. Um, but then they host Auburn and then they host Tennessee back to back. Those aren't going to be easier games. Like you're going to have to actually show up. You're probably going to have to score some manner of points against both of those teams to win that game. And with JT Daniels not cleared and we're two weeks away, uh, the, the question marks are pretty significant in Athens. Sure. And I'll just go ahead and mention, I don't know if you've seen this kind of scuttlebutt. I've seen it across Twitter. I've seen some media people kind of hinting at the idea that there's a possibility that Jamie Newman could have been opting out, not so much because of COVID-19, but maybe because he saw some writing on the wall about his position on the team. Because I've seen some reports. I haven't seen any of it verified, so I'm not sure. But I have seen some reports, people indicating that in practice, JT Daniels and Jamie, Jamie Newman were receiving 50-50 first-team reps. And even with JT Daniels not medically cleared, he's been getting half of the first-team reps. And so the speculation is that, yeah, he hasn't been medically cleared at this point, but some people are saying, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, clearance is coming before the season starts. Yeah, and that's probably going to happen, right? There's, he probably did see the writing on the wall. <laughs> At some point, like this kind of stuff has to catch up with Kirby, though, right? Like if he doesn't win, like if he doesn't actually kind of finish the deal at some point, like these kind of tactics are the, the kind of things that if you don't just win big, end up coming back to bite you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and let's just speculate a little bit. You know, let's say that uh, Jamie Newman opted out. It leaves the door open for JT Daniels. But let's say that JT Daniels, you know, was going to be cleared, but, you know, messes up his knee a little bit in practice even before he gets clearance and isn't healthy for the season. And let's say that Jamie Newman's opt out was COVID and it's not looking at this quarterback situation saying, eh, I was going to get bumped to second string anyway. And let's say he's out. I'm with you in terms of the danger for Georgia. You know, you mentioned the uh, under 500 Tennessee from the early 2000s. I'm going on a 10-game slate for Georgia. If the quarterback situation does not work out and neither one of these guys pans out to be, you know, very good to maybe even a star, then you're talking about a Georgia team that, I don't know, they might be able to finish something like a 7-3 and three in a 10-game slate. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. I mean, it, makes them, it makes them pretty vulnerable. Um uh, to it, it, you know they'll be beaten a couple more times than normal that's for sure yeah it'll be interesting to see so we'll let that play out a little bit more we'll find out what is going to go down with JT Daniels and the rest of that quarterback room as we get down the next few weeks uh, but it is right around the corner and the Georgia Bulldogs are going to need some answers as you said Alan as they move into a tough slate early in the season so let's keep on moving some more things that happened in the college football world since we last came on especially in the big 12 more games being postponed. SMU TCU is scheduled for this Friday night. That game is not going to be uh, played out as scheduled for the time being. Louisiana Tech and Baylor and Tulsa and Oklahoma State. So, Alan, what is your reaction to seeing this number of games popping off the schedule, especially in the Big 12? Oh, man, it's not a good look. But uh, I believe with both Louisiana Tech and Baylor and Tulsa and Oklahoma State, it's the it's Louisiana Tech and Tulsa that are having the issues. Yes, and and so that gives me some manner of hope. Um, I I, I don't know why, but it makes me think 
there's a decent possibility that maybe Baylor and Oklahoma State were just like, we don't want to risk this. The us playing conference games are far. It's just far more important than playing a Louisiana Tech or a Tulsa. Absolutely. And, and especially in the case of Louisiana Tech, I read into that one a little bit more. And it was specifically uh, due to circumstances out of their control. Louisiana Tech had run something like, I want to say, I saw documented maybe 350 tests since the beginning of camp. They only had one positive. And then when the hurricane rolled through, their entire team dispersed. They went home. They went, you know, other places to try and get away from the storm and and go to safety. Mm -hmm. And then when they came back together, they had 38 people test positive. So as far as I can tell, a lot of these situations haven't even had anything to do with being on the football field. It's been just catching at other places and then coming back and going, oh, hey, sorry, we're way too close to kickoff. We can't do this thing. Yeah, and that makes a ton of sense. I had not read that, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's been a tough few weeks for for those in Louisiana. I'm sure we're going to see more of it as we go throughout the season. We'll see some conference games postponed. We'll even see some canceled. But, Alan, at this point, with all that we've seen and the fact that we've seen as much football as we have already and everything is still scheduled, I tend to believe we might be able to work our way through the entire season, you know, with only missing handfuls of games here and there. Absolutely. I think at this point it's pretty reasonable to expect that the full season to be played. And if they can get to the start line, I don't think anybody's going to stop these conferences from getting to the finish line. There's, there's just too much money at stake. Absolutely. So it's going to be fun to see. Alan, let's go ahead and jump into the pick'em portion of the podcast. This is for the Blackout Podcast uh, Pick'em group on CBSSports.com. And Alan, it's time to give some tips. We're going to go ahead and break this down with uh, some just upfront information. Anybody who's following along, anybody who's already gotten their picks in, you know that Louisiana Tech Baylor and Tulsa, Oklahoma State are both a part, a part of the Pick'em Contest. So I'm going to go ahead and say it, Alan. These two games, if you haven't paid attention, they're still on the board. I don't know if they're going to be taken off by CBS Sports, but you need to bump them down your board and put them down at number one and number two on your board while the other games are uh, hopefully going to be played out. That's exactly right. So in, in previous years, ESPN has left those types of games on the board, but they just you know they just don't count it, and they bump the other ones up. I don't know how this is going to be handled this year with CBS Sports. It's kind of unprecedented. So you have to keep them at a one and two this week because we don't know how CBS is going to handle this. <laughs> and um, you you just don't want to essentially get caught unprepared. So I'll let you talk me through this. I haven't played these contests enough to know this stuff. When it's happened in the past in your pick'em groups, uh, you're saying that if you left one of them, say, in the middle of your board, they would bump all the other games up above it? Yes, that's Excellent. exactly what it would do. Excellent. Well, that's what I was kind of hoping would be done, but I haven't seen any clarification on that. So I just said, hey, what do you know? Let's go ahead and bump them down. Let's put them down at the bottom of the board. That way we know for sure we're kind of safe and we'll put the higher point values on these other games. So, Alan, let's kick it off. Uh, we've already set the, set the tone because there's now only eight games to pick instead of ten uh, let's go ahead and start on your side. You won each of our contests last year with the regular season and the bowl pick them. You beat me in both of them. So we're going to go to you first for a tip in the eight remaining games on the board for this Saturday. My sneaky good pick. And I spoke about this team last year. I'm pretty bullish 
on Kansas State. So the spread for them versus Arkansas State, they're hosting Arkansas State this Saturday in Manhattan, is only a 10.5-point spread. I think Arkansas State showed themselves pretty well last uh, last week against Memphis. I guess a pretty good Memphis team, honestly, with Brady White and, that, uh, and, and the rest of the crew without um, their star running back. But I think Kansas State, with their senior quarterback returning, their mammoth 320-pound offensive line, they're going to be – I think they're going to run over Arkansas State, having already played a week. And so I've got them, even though they – with a 10.5-point spread, they would be only slated to be um, a three-pick. I've got them at an eight. I'm I'm vaulting them all the way up to the eight-pick, and I'm pushing – my chips to the center of the table, my friend. Oh, man. Aggressive on the side of Alan Denton. But I tell you, this is what you tune into the blackout for. You are looking for value picks. I'll just go ahead and say I'm not on the exact same side as Alan on that one, but that's okay. <laughs> I still have Kansas State picked. I, I'm just not going to tell you exactly where, but I'm not, I'm not that aggressive on them. So uh, I guess it's time for me to give you my pick. This one, Alan, uh, I think it's another one that you're a little bit bullish on. Uh, I did a little bit of research, and um, if you look at the Western Kentucky-Louisville game, that's where I'm going this week in the Pick'em Contest. Uh, What if I told you, Alan, that these two teams played in 2019? Do you have any recollection of this game? I do not. Okay. What if I told you it was played in Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee, outside the state of Kentucky? Wow. How about that? Not only was it in Nashville, but they only had 22,600 or so people in attendance. That's oh, about it's only about 33% of the capacity inside the Titans Stadium. And what is that kind of similar to? It's kind of similar to what we're going to see this year. Very few yeah. fans in the stands. It's almost like a neutral site game. Okay, cool. So we have a similar scenario. Let's bounce back to that game. Louisville won the game 38-21. to They outgained Western Kentucky 415-288, to nearly 130 yards. But, Alan, I'm going to give you some more detail on this game. That was Mikhail Cunningham's very first start at quarterback for the Louisville Cardinals. They didn't know what they had in them. Their other quarterback, Juwan Pass, had gotten hurt the week before. They had to go to the backup. It was Mikhail Cunningham. He came in, and he led Louisville to a 31-7 to halftime lead. And if you break it down even further, again, final score 38-21. to Let's look at Western Kentucky's touchdowns. In the first half, they had a 77-yard touchdown pass. It was a two-play drive, okay? That was their only score in the first half. Then... Work. In the second half, they had a seven-play, 36-yard drive, short field, and then their final touchdown drive of the night came late in the third quarter when they were already down 38-14. to So in my opinion, Louisville had complete control of that game. And now you bring back Mikhail Cunningham, who's had basically a whole season of starts under his belt. You've got Javion Hawkins, who is a 1,200-yard running back. You bring back Tutu Atwell, wide receiver, I like the Louisville Cardinals in this matchup. Western Kentucky brings back a good bit on the defensive side of the ball. They even bring back a lot on the offensive side of the ball, but they have to replace their quarterback. And, you know, right there, 
With Ty Story leaving, he was a 2,500-yard passer last year. They've got to replace him. From what I'm seeing, they're not really sure they've got a replacement that they're in love with. They're trying to figure that out right now. So, Alan, I like the Louisville Cardinals. They should be a four or five on the board because they are favored by 11.5 points this week. That's a tie with the Iowa State uh, line, so that can go in either spot. Uh, But I am confident enough to slide them up just a tiny bit. I'm going to side the Louisville Cardinals. Instead of a four or five on my board, I have them at a six. There you go. I like it. And Tyson Helton weeps in his own bill. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going super aggressive this week, but I told you it's a little bit more difficult. We've only got eight games on the board because of the two postponements. And Alan, we've got a bunch of big lines this week. So it was kind of hard to find the value uh, you know, anywhere in this board just because there are such big spreads. Yeah, it really was uh, more difficult. And, and anytime that there, anytime that there are these types of matchups where there's a lot kind of, and this happens typically in week one, sometimes there's a couple of uh, more difficult games in week one, but you, you have to take advantage of it and you, you got to be right. And there's a reason that these lines are, are this big, but it's one of the reasons so I've I've slid even though the the line um, kind of tells us that um, Florida State should be around a, a six with a being twelve and a half point favorites over the Fighting um, Collinses. Um, I I've got them as my lowest pick. I've Ooh. got them at a I've got them at as a three. Um, I don't know what to think out of Florida State. I really don't. And so at this point, not knowing kind of what that team's going to look like and quite frankly, not knowing what Jeff Collins team is going to look like in year two. And I think their team was awful last year, but they were switching out of Paul Johnson's system. This is year two. I think Jeff Collins is a really good coach. He did well at Temple and, uh, I could see Georgia Tech making that a really close game. And so I've got them pretty low. And quite frankly, I, I would advise you to do the same. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Georgia Tech played some teams close last year. They came away with some wins that uh, you weren't expecting a ton out of them with. And uh, they also got blown out a number of times, too. So they're kind they of did. all over the place. But I'll give them credit. I think they played tougher against a lot of their opponents than I think a lot of people anticipated because of the circumstances they were working out with Jeff Collins. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they weren't overly talented, but you know, they were always competing and they competed to the end and that kept them in some games that they really didn't deserve to be in otherwise. And, uh, and with all the turmoil that Florida state has had this off season, with with players, you know, almost um, essentially holding out and turmoil within the locker room and against their new brand new head coach after Willie Taggart went and just threw a grenade into the locker room and walked out with his money. <laughs> uh, we don't know what to expect, even though, um, you know, I, I think they could be decent, you know, in a weak ACC. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Well, Alan, it has been a pleasure. I don't think uh, I think that probably covers us for for tips on the on the pick'em contest. Correct? Yeah, we've only got eight picks this week, but just make them before 
You got to make them five minutes before um, the game start. But don't do that. Make your picks on Thursday or Friday. Absolutely. Don't be the person who forgets. And I'll look at the rules again, but I think what I read, Alan, how this thing operates is if you're one of those people who typically forgets to get your picks in until a couple of them have kicked off, I think what CBS Sports does in the contest that we have with the weighted uh, games, the 1 through 10 confidence level, when you miss a kickoff, I think they place your your highest confidence on those games and really penalize you for missing games. Yeah, I've noticed that. I think they do too, which is the opposite of what ESPN does. So you can't forget the nooners. And yep. we've got actually several. There's one, two... Uh, three three games that are that are at high noon on Saturday, and that doesn't count the ones that obviously aren't going to be played. Um, and so you you got to make the picks early this week. Absolutely, it's excellent information, Alan. It is why people need to tune into the blackout all season long because with this contest, we are going to have a lot coming at you. We are in the works of finalizing some more things for the grand prize. But at this point, we have a $50 Visa gift card and a t-shirt from bellyupsports.com up for grabs for the first place winner. That is about a $75 value, and we're working on a couple of other things that could work their way in as well. So, Alan, excellent as always. I think people should really appreciate the tips because we're going to be doing it all season long. We're going to be doing the work for you, and we're going to tell you how to improve your, t- your picks so that you can compete for all these prizes that we're bringing you from bellyupsports.com. Alan, what else you got? Listen, rate, review us, subscribe to us. That helps us share this on your uh, Twitter, share this on Facebook, and invite people into not just the podcast, but invite people into the pool this year. We want to we want to play with as many people as uh, can can hop in. Absolutely. All the social media accounts you can follow us on, you can get to the blackout on Facebook and Twitter. Just search at the blackout pod you can find alan and me on twitter find alan at ad on the blackout you can find me at tb on the blackout alan it's a pleasure i can't wait until next week heck i can't wait until september 26th because that means that we've got all the power five conferences kicking off at least the three of them that are playing this year and that means we're actually going to have some really quality games that are kicking off so i can't wait for that weekend to get here but for now we'll give some tips We'll give some uh, predictions on how things are going to play out and we'll help people uh, set up their boards so that they can score optimal numbers of points as they work their way through each week. That's right. Good luck to everyone. Appreciate it, everybody. Do bring those five-star reviews, especially on Apple iTunes, and we'll catch you next week right here on The Blackout. Peace.